0: From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Remember when Australian parents complained that their kids were speaking with British accents after watching too many episodes of Peppa Pig? Well, it seems Australia's returning the favour with the cultural phenomena that is bluey.
1: How do you say No. No. No.
0: That's a video posted by South Louisiana mum Candace after realising her toddler son was starting to speak with an Aussie twang rather than their southern drawl. But the accent isn't the only thing the show is being praised for spreading, with the dad character Bandit being hailed as the best version of the modern Aussie dad. But is he? Today, we're going to look at the evolution of what makes a good dad and whether a cartoon dog is really the one to lead the pack. When you think about how dads have been portrayed on Australian television over the years, there seems to be a bit of a theme. From Darcy Proudman to Alf Stewart. Oh, give me a break. I don't need one of your flaming lectures. Paul Kennedy. Cody, I'm absolutely furious that you would spy on me like that. To Tom Fletcher, Ted Bullpit.
1: Bloody shambles, of course. Someone should blow those school crossings up.
0: (laughs) To Dave Rafter. I
1: like being Dave Rafter.
0: There've been a collection of pretty stoic fellas who may cry once every few years, They're often a bit grumpy, don't really get down and play with the kids when they're young, who may have a revelation when their kids are well moved out of the house how they missed out on their childhoods due to work. Sometimes they're unfaithful husbands, sometimes they're emotionally unavailable. Often we only see the strong facade crack when their wives or partners die in the show. But then along came Bandit Healer. Okay, Bingo's about to run in and ask me where we're going. Where we're going! Bandit is an animated blue healer who lives in Brisbane with his wife Chili, a red healer, and his daughters Bluey and Bingo. He's often seen carrying out household duties like hanging out the washing or taking the kids to the park, while also engaging in creative play with his girls. One sec, I just gotta pop downstairs. Doot. I just can't play the elevator game. <laughs> He's been held up as a sort of dad idol, something the men of Australia should strive to be like, to be more involved in raising their kids and playing a role as partner rather than the breadwinner or the grumpy one unattached to his actual feelings. He teaches his daughter's life lessons, creating intricate games that would make any busy parent want to die inside when they're expected to recreate them for real life. Great works are performed not by great strength, but by perseverance. Hang on! Are you trying to teach us something? One must persevere. Aw, he is! What? Okay, yes, I'm trying to teach you the value of hard work. And these dads actually do exist for real life too. Former radio and now podcast star and host of the Channel 9 show Lego Masters Hamish Blake is also being hailed as an ideal Aussie dad. Ironically, he also voices one of the dads in the Bluey series but more of a forgetful version, one who can't find his own kid's school because the phone has died and he can't get there without the GPS. The Foster Blake family are basically the 3D version of the Healers. Hamish and entrepreneur wife Zoe have two kids, Sonny and daughter Rudy. Oh, hey, Sunny, how's it going? What's oh! Impossible. Hey, honey, what do you think of these? Look at that. <laughs> he posts videos of him holding the piñata at his kid's birthday party, letting his kid hit a baseball off his head and at the same time posting pics about how his kids have the best mum in the world. He thanked them all in his recent Gold Logie acceptance speech. My beautiful wife, you know, you don't get to stand up here unless it's you have amazing people behind you and you are the most amazing of people. A little shout-out to our kids. They can't be here. They got last-minute fake IDs and they've gone clubbing. Um... LAUGHTER Hamish also posts funny jokes about his kids already moving out of home or that they've been given game consoles when really they're playing with water bottles. And this is partly why the co-author of a recent article called Everyone Loves Bandit from Bluey, But Is He a Lovable Larrikin or Just a Bad Dad? thinks that we're not seeing about the darker side of dads like this. That the dad is always seen as the fun guy while mum is the responsible one. The dad forgets the important things because he's busy being annoying and playful. Fans of the show jumped to Bandit's defence, including Australian TV's perennial larrikin, Today Show host Carl Stefanovic, and his guest, who claimed this discussion is a measure of just how PC the world has become. What has happened to this great country of ours? I
1: know. um, We've reached the intellectual heights here of academia, haven't we? Yeah. It's
0: motivated by a hatred of Western civilisation and culture. And it just spreads misery and discontent. If Bluey's a bad dad, then God help the rest of us. But have they missed the point? That co-author is Dr Kate Cantrell, a lecturer in the School of Creative Arts at the University of Southern Queensland and an award-winning writer, teacher and researcher working at the intersection of creative writing, mobility studies and social justice. Kate, what is it about the joking, fun dad that sees us miss the darker implications of that?
1: Good question. So in our article, we suggest that Bandit is the cartoon embodiment of the typical Australian larrikin. And despite the fact that he is, for the most part, a great dad who's active and engaged, he's a creative force in his daughter's lives. He engages with them regularly in imaginative play his immense popularity and the fact that he is often venerated as the pinnacle of modern parenthood is worth reflecting on because his status as a dad idol and the way that he is represented in the popular press as a parenting icon is inextricable from his larrikinism, so from the fact that he is an underdog who knocks authority, who mocks pompous behavior, and who regularly breaks the rules to get what he wants. So often in Bluey, we see Bandit resorting regularly to cheating when he can't outsmart or outpace his daughters. And the fact that he is a larrikin, that he's this very likable, roguish male who is ultimately stuck in this liminal space between childhood and adulthood and who has this healthy disrespect of authority and this sort of rough and ready masculinity reflects Australia's emotional attachment to the working class underdog. And so this is part and parcel of the reason of why he's so popular, because the figure of the male larrikin and our sentimental attachment to the larrikin is very deeply embedded in our national imaginary or our national mythos. So from the early Bushmen to the Anzacs to the legend of Crocodile Dundee and Steve Irwin to Daryl Kerrigan in the castle, it's Difficult to overstate the cultural power of larrikin ideology in this country. And interestingly, the way this plays out on page and on stage in Australian literature and on the screen is in the form of an often mediocre father who has a heart of gold, who's always willing to have a go, but who in reality often does the bare minimum and is often grossly irresponsible. And of course, he's always accompanied by a long-suffering, sensible wife who pulls him into line and who compensates for his often reckless and sometimes blatantly inappropriate behavior. So think, Terry Irwin, who is always cast as a sensible wife, Sal Kerrigan in The Castle, The Responsible Killjoy, and of course, Chili and Bluey as well.
0: So, is that something that we can really use as something to measure Bandit's dadness by? Is just how much we look at Chili's mumness in the fact that she is kind of portrayed as a little bit of a, you know, a stop to the fun, a little bit of a handbrake in amongst all of that?
1: Many women, I think, are unimpressed with the fact that at times Bandit does perpetuate the idea of the fumbling dad who can't be trusted to babysit his own kids. One of the more problematic episodes in Bluey is the pool. In this episode, Bandit decides to take Bingo and Bluey for a swim in Uncle Stripe's pool. Chilly opts to stay home. Before leaving, Bandit and the kids tease Chilly for being a fusspot, for being the handbrake, for fretting over what they should pack, for always being overprepared. And the kids and Bandit both mock Mum for being dull, for being boring. So Chilly is often dismissed by Bandit as the boring one, as the boring parent. And what happens is, Bandit subsequently forgets to pack the children's hats and shoes. The kids are hungry because they don't have snacks. They get burned because Bandit forgets the sunscreen, they have to stay in the shallow water on the steps because they don't have floaties, and their eyes are red and sore from the chlorine because Bandit doesn't bring their goggles. And so Bandit loses complete control of the situation and can only make up for the mess by making fun of their failed excursion. The afternoon is a write-off until Chili arrives to save the day. But as you point out, what's interesting is that more often than not, it's still Bandit rather than Chili, who is held up as the pinnacle of modern parenthood. It's Bandit who is praised for his parenting prowess, while Chili is figuratively and literally in the background. And in fact, the creators of Bluey were recently accused of mother shaming when they described Chili in a short character bio as falling a bit short compared to other mums due to her status as a working mum. So I think this universal veneration of Bandit is very perplexing since in situations like at the pool, he does come across as a mildly incompetent caricature who is lampooned as an overgrown child in need himself of regular supervision and training.
0: Do you think his popularity as the best dad kind of comes from the fact that so many men have been brought up to think that this kind of larrikinism is the best that Aussie dads can be, that they don't have anyone else to kind of, hold themselves up against as a better role model than someone who's a little bit of a larrikin and a little bit of a, you know, fun guy who doesn't really have to worry about too much responsibility.
1: Mm, I think so. And I think that's reflected in the most extreme and unrelenting backlash. And most of the online harassment and abuse has come from white Australian males who obviously identify with Bandit and who read any criticism of his character as a personal attack on their own parenting. And I think we're moving away from this celebration of the bare minimum. You know, it's such a common example, but when a dad braids, his daughter's hair, it goes viral. When a mum braids her daughter's hair, it's an ordinary Tuesday. And again, so much of that criticism is reflected in the fact that, again, we've had countless women reach out to us to say, you know what, I love Bluey, so it feels uncomfortable and slightly treasonous to admit that I agree with your article. It resonates with me, with my experience of parenting and with the fact that the hidden load of parenting, the invisible work, the significant emotional and cognitive labor often falls to me as mum rather than to my male partner. And so I think there's a real anti-intellectualist movement in this country and I think that it's really dangerous that in so many circles people seem unwilling to engage with any criticism of the status quo, especially when that figure of the larrikin is so inextricably connected to our national imaginary and our national mythos.
0: Now, Kate, there's plenty of people, as you said, who are pushing back on your argument about Bandit. But there's also some people who are saying, well, if he's not the ideal to hold up to, you know, male parenthood in this country, then who is? Is there a better ideal dad, whether he be real, whether he be animated, whether he be a character? Is there someone else who's actually showing us what the ideal Aussie dad should look like?
1: Look, I don't know that there is, but I would be wary of holding up any character or characterization as being the epitome of perfect parenthood. I mean, unlike Homer Simpson or the bumbling patriarch from Peppa Pig, Bandit isn't an idiot. He's not work-obsessed or distant like uh, Fred Flintstone or Stan Smith from American Dad. He's resilient, he's resourceful, he does juggle childcare with the challenges of working from home, he balances the drudgery of housework as women do every day. I don't know that there is a better dad on screen. I think in this country we have a very long established trope of mediocre dads on screen, again, who are always accompanied by the long-suffering wife bandit might be the best that we have but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be engaging with his character critically to try and understand why it is that he is so popular and why we do have such strong sentimental attachments to the larrikin to the working class underdog and what that might suggest about fatherhood how we conceive of fatherhood and how far we have come Bandit
0: Healer has a very big fan base. There's even a Facebook page that you can only join if you think you're a Bandit guy. It's a Bluey fan group for dads only, which has nearly 15,000 members. So there are people out there who see Bandit as somewhat of a role model. So what's the lesson we want to let them know about the models they're creating from that example? What really makes the ideal Aussie dad? And is there a better example of it than Bandit Healer? Eh, none. That's the quickie for today. This episode was produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Siobhan Moran-McFarlane, with audio production by Tom Lyon. And if you'd like to let us know what you think of the show, we would really like to hear it. All you've got to do is rate and review us in your favourite podcast app.